on the left side. Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot. An overtime hero against Montreal. Sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shea Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Vegas Golden Knights, 46 games played. 10, 11 games over 500, 27, 16, and 3, 57 points. First place in the Pacific Division. It's all coming together. This is the VGK Insider Show. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, Vegas Golden Knights going into the all-star break on the heels of a convincing win over the Buffalo Sabres in which they were able to score early in each period. And the result was never really in doubt. Uh, let's get to our ratings. Haven't done this in a while on the VGK Insider Show. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Oh, Chapman. Oh, Darren. There's only one direction to go here. This is what they should have done against Montreal. They just saved a little bit. They did it tonight or last night. Coming off the heels of a big road win in Tampa, they follow it up with a... Pretty big win last night over a team that they really never let get into the game. I'm going Carolina Reaper. I mean, they dominated the game from start to finish. It was a couple. The game was already well well decided when Buffalo finally put something on the board. And look, Alex Tuck got a goal for, for Buffalo. So, I mean, it was a good night all around. So, I'm going Carolina Reaper. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really argue with anything anything that you said there, Chapman. It's a Carolina Reaper through and through. You get a shorthanded goal from Keegan Colasar. And, you know, you, you watch that play back. You watch the ability for Brett Howden to turn something, to turn a, a strong defensive play into offense. Keegan Colasar doesn't fly uh, behind the net. He stays. He, he, he finds a way to deposit it. You get a power play goal. You find scoring throughout the lineup. This is a team right now that, that I think hit their stride right before this all-star break. Robin Leonard has been phenomenal. He was phenomenal on the road trip. A big reason why the Golden Knights were able to get as many points as they did on that road trip is thanks to the play of Robin Leonard. And, you know, you, you get another strong performance from Leonard last night against Buffalo. I, I thought it's Carolina Reaper all the way through. If it wasn't a perfect performance, and we won't go that far, it was a dominating, controlled performance right in between that. Like everything a coach would want out of that matchup last night, he got. Production throughout his lineup. Contributions from his top-end players. The goaltender played really well. The result was never in doubt. And you were able to establish a little bit of confidence mm. before you shut it down. Four, one, and one. Now, in, in your last six going into the All-Star break, They've played games where they've had way more shots and had a far bigger differential in the shot clock. Mm -hmm. I, the word I'll, I'll go back to is controlled. It was perfectly in their hands throughout the game. From the first minute of the game when Riley Smith snapped his drought 
and until the end when Robin Leonard didn't give the Buffalo Sabres an opportunity to get back in the game. And there was a couple of chances where Robin Leonard had to be really good to make some saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like controlled is probably the perfect word to, to, to throw onto that or attach to that game. Because for the Golden Knights, even when they were in their own zone, even when the goal, even when the Buffalo Sabres had some possession, when they were looking to create some chances, the Golden Knights weren't panicked. They they weren't in those moments where, uh, you know, that you've seen them on their heels. They were comfortable in every zone, every facet of the game. And you know, you mentioned Robin Leonard, and I'm going to keep coming back to it. He was fantastic over the over the road trip. And last night, again, he has really, really dialed in his game. And I think that that was, you know, one of the things we were talking about going into the second half of the season. Where do you improve? We, we spoke to Gary Lawless about it. Team say percentage looking to trend upwards. And so far it has. You know, you, you mentioned how well they put on the road trip and, and Robin Leonard, obviously a big reason for that. But something we saw on the road trip that continued last night was scoring from the bottom six. And Brett Howden has a goal. Keegan Colasar has a goal. And I think this is a good problem because what these guys are saying is they're telling Pete DeBoer, hey, look, when we get to full strength, you cannot take me out of the lineup. I'm giving you a reason to not take me out of the lineup. Brett Howden, the last two weeks, has been on fire. I'll counter that. Brett Howden did come out of the lineup. And he went back in. Right? He's, he's and continued to score. Yeah. There was no sulking. Like, that is more impressive than just the bottom six scoring. Mm-hmm. Brett Howden scored a couple of goals, came out yeah. when they got fully healthy, yeah. went back in and continued the scoring. But it, it's such a good problem to have because, oh, yeah. because I mean, I, I can't imagine. But having 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 the misfits play as well as they did last night. That's I know they, they, they give yeah. away on, on the tuck goal. You, you want that back. Uh, stone scoring is huge. I, I don't think it was their best game. They contributed. I think there's still another level for Patriotty and Stone to get to sure. uh, in this game. Nick Waugh is not a star, but he's a really, really good player for this team. Uh, and and I love love that line. And and then the the blue line. We haven't mentioned Kaden Korzak making his National Hockey League debut. Didil Miramanov mm-hmm. up and down the ice. Like, yep. that, there's there's no fear or conservative part of his game. No, he's not up, at all. He's back and he's got the wheels to get back. So there's there's that was a great game for a fan last night. Yeah. You you high led scoring. from you led from the outset. High scoring. The goalie was great. You got to see a little bit of history in Caden Korzak and you walk out of the rink in first place and a season high 11 games over 500. There's not much to 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 dislike about the game last night for the Golden Knights. And, you know, your, your point on Nick Waugh, for me, he feels like a different player since the goal that he scored against the Tampa Bay Lightning here in Vegas. Like, he Maybe, yeah. feels like a different player. When the puck is on his stick, when he's in the offensive zone, he is looking to create and he is looking to get to the net a little bit more than I think we've, we've seen him or been accustomed to him doing in the past. And, and I think that mindset shift of going out there, puck on your stick, make something happen, be a difference maker, is starting to come up in his game a little bit more consistently. That's a good mile marker. But I think this started last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. For sure. And the exit interview where Pete said to Nick, we want to see this Nick Waugh. Mm -hmm. 
next year. We want to see consistency. We want to see high-end plays. We want to see uh, you be able to raise the the level of your game and be able to play up and down the lineup. We want to see this guy that's, that scores big goals. Yeah. And what did we see? Uh, the Dallas game where he made the big sure. forecheck and then sets up the Donoff, steps in on the misfit line and is really good between those two players. And then find some chemistry between Yanmark and Dodonov on the third line. Everywhere he's been, he's on the power play. Mm-hmm. Like the, a couple of weeks ago, he scored the the tip goal, but he had the great chance before. Yeah, he's 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 generating plays on his own, and he's also making plays when it's part of in zone pressure. I I didn't see this. I, I had the conversation with Kelly McCrimmon last night, and. I told him what I've told you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I could. It's one of those examples. It's the perfect example of why I could never have been a scout. Sure. Because I don't see that. I never saw that. I think I saw Nick Waugh as a defensive guy who could contribute on maybe on, on your fourth line, maybe slide up to the third line. Sure. He's he's proven that he he can knock on top six uh, in his career, and he's a Great human being. He's the first guy on the ice for every practice. Uh, there's there's so much to like uh, about Nick Wall, but but that just that's a compliment to the entire game last night. Mm-hmm. That it was just such a fun game for the fans. Yeah, and you know, you you add his relentless relentlessness to get the puck, like puck hound, all that. His ability to to play strong defensively, to make the right plays when it's needed. But now there's that air of confidence. Like when you dance Victor Hedman and you're yeah. able to snipe Andre Vasilevsky, like you can do that to anybody at any time. Yeah. And, and I think getting those moments, getting those plays, having those things happen within the context of a season in the game, it's got to build your confidence. And I, and I think that that it opens your eyes to, I can make plays against the best of the best in this league. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make a difference. And I, I just think it's, it's, to me, he has been more engaged. I have noticed him more in games since that play. Just to try that on Victor Hedman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think it's good that you try things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of guys have tried things, and they've gone back to the bench, and the coach would say, what are you doing? Sure. That's Victor Hedman. Yeah. That's Vic- like, get it in deep, start a cycle, mm-hmm. go around. He tried it. He did it. Mm-hmm. He scored on it. Sure. So yeah, I, I think that uh, that last night was a five out of five perfect uh, performance, and, and it's awesome. And it gives them just that little bit uh, of confidence. Uh, and you go into an All Star break, and it's not as long as they they wanted to to be, uh, but they can relax knowing that that they're still in first place, and that they're uh, on, on this great stretch that has included this road trip. I, I will, for this entire season, not waver on the fact that this team needs to be pushed because it, it, there's so much about the Stanley Cup playoffs that revolve around whether this year is going to be a success mm-hmm. or not that it's easy for things to... You're focused to get away. Uh, you're, you're not as engaged on a night-to-night basis. I think the eight-game homestand was a great example of that. Sure. But when Pete challenged them going out on that incredibly difficult road trip 
and said, we got to raise the level of our game here. They did. Mm -hmm. Every time they've been challenged this year, they've done a good job of responding. And this is another one of those cases. And the the most impressive part to me was following up the Tampa win Mm -hmm. with an equally or more impressive performance last night against Buffalo. And, and you you had all those all those factors yeah in in that game it's the first game back off of a very tough I'm not gonna call it a super long road trip but it's a no. four gamer right like it's that first game back you've got a bunch of guys coming back to this building that used to be big parts of your team and Alex Tuck and and Peyton Krebs and Cody Eakin like there were a lot of reasons for the Golden Knights to come out flat last night they just didn't do it and you know I you, you you did mention Max Pacioretty, uh, another level to getting getting there. Um, Burn is saddle last night, and and to be honest, yeah, I don't know I, what was going on there. I don't know either, but I liked it. I, I yeah. like to see Pacioretty engaged that way because I think that as we've talked many times in the past, when he's got a little bit of anger to his game, he you, the the goal scoring, all the production usually comes and follows that. So I liked seeing Pacioretty engaged that way. Uh, a Mad Max is a good Max, the Boro Rita's <laughs> yes. uh, phrasing. But yeah, he was. I, but it wasn't like anything happened in the game that I could see. No, I, I know. I didn't. I, like, there wasn't anything. It's like you and I having a bad day that stood out to me. He just, he just seemed angry from, <laughs> yeah. from, from the drop of the puck until he was, he was uh, given a 10, 10 minute misconduct. Like, he was just mad. And it was fantastic. The, the best thing that I will take into this all break from a Golden Knights standpoint or the most encouraging part of the game has been Robin Leonard since the road trip yep. started. Like it's, yep. He he looks like a not a different goaltender, but a super confident goaltender. It's just, he he's making saves in controlled fashions that uh, he, you go back to the when he was first acquired, like that, this is the guy that we're seeing again. And, yeah. uh, and it's really impressive. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, for me, Robin Leonard had to be the difference on the road trip. You, you have too many good teams, and, and it, was, it was really stacked against Vegas just in, in how it was going coming off of that homestand. You needed somebody to just kind of lay the foundation. You get three, you're, you're gonna, we're going to win. We get three, we're going to win. And Robin was dialed in incredibly good against the Washington Capitals, even better Tampa. And like, I get it. It's not a shutout, but he was better against the Tampa Bay lightning than he was against the Washington Capitals. And I would argue he was right there with the game that he played against Tampa last night against the Buffalo Sabres. He has been fantastic. His last four starts. Uh, William Carlson was really uh, into it last night. Jonathan Marshall, Riley Smith, both score uh, Jonathan Marshall. So what, what's he doing for his all-star break? What's Jonathan Marshall. So he talked to Dan and Gary last night, right? Yes, he did. But let's let's hear what he had to say. Uh, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to Cabo, so uh, I'll enjoy that. Do you have a hat? A hat? No, I don't do need have, a hat. Do you have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I need big uh, big time vitamin C here. Do you have sunscreen? Yeah. So he's going to Cabo, and then all of a sudden, notice comes out from the National Hockey League: Cabo's off. If you missed it, Jonathan Marcheseau is now part of the All-Star Weekend representing the Pacific Division. The vacation has been scrapped in favor of uh, attending the National Hockey League All-Star Festivities here in Las Vegas. So we will now have three Vegas Golden Knight players, Mark Stone, 
Alex Petrangelo and Jonathan Marcheseau on the ice and Pete DeBoer behind the bench. I, I cannot wait for All-Star. Like, I'm, I'm really, really excited about Friday and Saturday. I'm excited about skills competition. I'm excited about the game three-on-three. Three. I love it. Um, and, and I'm excited about Jonathan Marcheseau getting to the game. I, I really am. You look at this guy, 20 goals already this year. He's, he's woven into the fabric of what it means to be a Vegas Golden Knight. And for the first All-Star game here in Vegas, it just means something to me that Jonathan Marsh so gets to represent this city and his team on that ice. Chapman? Yeah, I, th- I think it's like Ryan said. It's it's really cool because we get that guy who was here from day one, and we knew when when he was drafted by the team that he was a guy who, who could score a lot of goals, and he's probably, we hope, going to surpass his career high in goals this season. He's earned it. I, I think, like Ryan said in the first hour, he's kind of like the heartbeat of the team, and he's been for five years, and... It's great that he gets rewarded and he'll get to play in his home arena in front of many of his home fans, and it's going to be fun for him. And I think I think he's going to be one of those guys who really, really enjoys it because he seems like he just really enjoys playing the game. And I think having the opportunity to play an all-star game, for him it might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think he's really going to relish the moment. Could be. If, if Pacioretty has his kids uh, in and around the locker room, Petrangelo's got... Got his kids. No, no, Patrick's not uh, playing. He may may have gone on vacation. But uh, Petrangelo with uh, with his yeah, four the triplets uh, yeah. and the tri- the triplets uh, and Marcheseau. That's going to be a busy locker room area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just with the goal of the Knights. Stone, Stone yeah. newly married, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's got to catch up to those guys. He's he's got to got to get on the got to got to put his own team out there. If you want to go to the All Star Skills Competition. Because up until now, you had to buy both packages. You had to buy one ticket, you got both. If you want to buy uh, just the skills competition on Friday, go to vgk.io slash Friday. If you want to go to the game, just the game, uh, on Saturday afternoon, vgk.io slash Saturday. Important thing, the difference is All-Star Friday, All-Star Saturday. And uh, it's it's pretty good uh, opportunity as a bunch of tickets have just been released. Or you could also attend NHL Fanfare. You guys going to get an opportunity to, to head over there? It uh, starts tomorrow and runs actually all the way through the weekend. So the All-Star game is Saturday, but Fanfare continues Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and into Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out at some point here over the course of the weekend. I don't know when that's mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm going to be kind of all over the place on Friday, and, and certainly I'm going to be focused in on the game on Saturday, but I'll figure it out when now we get there. We have the game and the skills competition on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We should also let everybody know that, that uh, yes. Dan and Gary and Shane and Dave are going to jump in. Ashley Weiss is going to be doing all the interviews. Uh, you and I will be involved uh, on on. Uh, the the course of the the weekend so uh, all star four thirty on Friday skills competition yep. takes you through uh, this all the skills uh, events and then uh, we've got the pregame show on Saturday morning mm-hmm. uh, going up uh, starting at, at uh, eleven o'clock yes are you bringing the coffee I'm bringing tumbler okay tumbler. I will. Uh, I'll bring, they're, they're I'll pretty, bring a cup. They're pretty good to us uh, up on they, the flight deck they uh, really are. too. Yeah. Uh, but we've got the the pregame show for the NHL All Star Game, 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, and the game actually kicks off uh, around noon on on Saturday. The game will be 
broadcast on ABC television, mm -hmm. but we'll have the game here on, on Fox Sports Las Vegas, which will be simulcast on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, the NHL network. There. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the Fan Fest because I, I've never been to one. Um, I've seen the Stanley Cup, and, and it's another opportunity to see the Where'd greatest. Where did you see the Stanley Cup? Uh, they, a couple, the, this first season, uh, there, there was a team here, obviously, um, there, there was some kind of secretive event that myself and Ryan and, and a couple of other people who were working at the station, we got to go and we got to interview one of the people who, uh, I think his name was Mike. I can't remember. Mike Bolt. Yeah. A good buddy of mine. Yeah. Went to Afghanistan and, uh, we, we got to, uh. Do a do a, a meet and greet, I guess, with with the cup and yeah, the, the one thing How I remember. Stan? What was that? You and Stan hang out a little bit. Stan, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, Stanley. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. I will say this: I gained a ton of respect for Ryan that day because he refused to touch the, oh my the cup. No, no, no listen, listen to me. Oh, God. He he wanted to wait to have the opportunity when his his beautiful family was with him, and the four of them could do it together. And I thought that was very very cool. Me. I kissed the thing like I won it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I found the spot where the devils were inscribed on that cup, and oh, I no. I kissed it. Sullied the name. Yes, of Martin Brodeur. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story about Mike in just a little bit. <laughs> There's two of them, and, and I, I want to tell you both, but I want to make sure that I haven't told you the one. Uh, we're going to record a bunch of Chirp interviews, though, tomorrow, the podcast uh, over at Fanfare. Nice. Between five and seven. So stop by. You got George McPhee, uh, Bill Daly is going to be down there. Chris King from uh, Hockey Operations in the Situation Room is going to tell a bunch of stories. Uh, we'll walk through what happens during a review and, and so forth, and then I'll try and see if he gets yelled at by other people uh, when, he, when, when he makes a decision uh, on the other side. So there's a lot. Paul Coffey's going to be there on, on Sunday. Nice. He's going to stop by. So there's a lot of uh, things happening with the Chirp and, and NHL Productions at NHL Fanfare. But Mike Bolt. He is an amazing human being. So he's one of the keepers of the cup. Yeah. Uh, and he was up in my area in Toronto. Uh, we lived in a place called Markham. And he brought the cup. To, he said, uh, can I bring the cup by your kid's school? So he did that. Mm -hmm. But we lived around the corner from the school. So instead of parking at the school, he just parked in our driveway and pushed, you know, the crate, the, the, the case. Yeah. Pushed the case like three houses down and one house over and into the school. And my kids got to be heroes for the day. Oh, uh, just absolute heroes. And he takes the cup out. And he does the big presentation to the, to the school. School gets out. My kids ride on the crate, on the wheels. <laughs> they ride on the Stanley Cup home. So that was cool. And, uh, and then he also took it to Afghanistan a couple of times and was having a shower when uh, there was a rocket attack the wow. first time they went there. Wow. My wife was on this trip. I wasn't on this trip. And the, the story goes from, from, from Jen is everybody came out of the uh, living arrangements, the, the rooms, yeah, the barracks, thank you, uh, came out of the barracks and went into the bomb shelter, except for Mike. And everyone's like, boy, is he dedicated to the Stanley Cup. Sure. And so it's impressive. Like, he did not, he stayed with the Stanley Cup while the sirens went off with a missile attack. Ends up, he was in the shower, didn't hear the <laughs> missile attack siren come go off, and that's why. But uh, but as as the story goes, he was very dedicated. I just blew the story, but 
Well done. He's uh he's now a pretty now cool he guy. owes you one. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll call me a bag of milk uh, as well. A uh, lot going on around uh, All Star Weekend though. So fanfare starts tomorrow. The NHL skills competition will be Friday afternoon, four thirty, on Fox Sports Las Vegas, and then the All Star Game, uh, eleven a.m. pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, noon start. That's for obviously uh, television in the East Coast. And then NHL Fanfare operates all weekend through to Sunday afternoon. So you will, if you want your hockey fix, you get it. And then we're back at it next Tuesday and Wednesday with the Vegas School Tights. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, up in up in Alberta. Uh, looking forward to it. We'll take a break. We'll uh, we'll come back with news and notes and one timers from around the National Hockey League, including a very tense interaction between ownership of the Chicago Blackhawks and a media member at their town hall today and I, I i think i might be underselling it when i say tense uh awkward and uh very confrontational we'll bring you that sound as we roll on on fox sports las vegas maybe a two-on-one petrangelo gets it he shoots he scores it's time for one timers one timers short-handed goal alex petrangelo quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the vgk insiders show One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Got some NHL all-star news to tell you about. Ovi, out. Alexander Ovechkin, out. Uh, We've got Tom Wilson taking his place. Uh, Ovechkin placed into COVID protocol. Jonathan Marshall, do you guys hear this? He's into the NHL all-star game. A couple times today. I can't get enough of that. Neither can I. It's awesome. Still don't know who's out, if anybody's out. Or if the Pacific Division just gets an extra player. Maybe. They've only got one defenseman, so. Well, they didn't add to that. No, I know. That's going to be great. Somebody's got to be out. We'll find out. You can't have one team with an extra uh, player. Just, just go with it, buddy. Hmm. So that joins uh, the Vegas Golden Knights contingent to Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, and Pete DeBoer uh, for uh, All-Star Weekend. can also tell you that Manal Rayom, first mm-hmm. goaltender to appear in an NHL uh, game, in a preseason game, yeah, uh, she's going to participate in the skills competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, great Canadian goaltender, uh, Olympic champion, going to play it there. And the strip, just got a note about this, the strip will be shut down tomorrow night for a couple hours between 3.30 and 6 o'clock tomorrow night as they record the two events that will be part of the skills competition on Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bellagio Fountains and then the 21 and 22, the the Blackjack event. So the strip will be shut down, just a portion of it, between Flamingo and Bellagio Drive. So if you're, you're in and around that area... Hockey's going to shut down the strip. That's awesome. So cool. Like, the NHL is shutting down the strip. Yeah. I feel bad for anybody caught in traffic. It's still cool. The NHL shutting down the strip. I don't feel bad for them. Listen. It's a big deal. You you go from nothing, right? Like, you go from semi-pro to all of a sudden an NHL All-Star game shutting down the strip because of a decision that was made by this league to take a chance on Vegas. 
Like I'm all in for that. It's yeah. awesome. It's it's a rare event for the strip to be closed. Like it has to take something that's a really big deal. Like when they do the NASCAR parade with the haulers, that that's a big deal. They shut down the strip for that. But you've got to be big time in order to shut down the strip. And I think that's pretty cool that that the NHL has been able to put themselves in that rare air of being some something that can shut down the Las Vegas strip. But and this the Bellagio Fountains event, that's gonna be wild to see. And and why it's important, like just from a from a pure competitive hockey guy standpoint, hmm. is we know the NHL NFL drafts coming, and they're going to boat the players uh, to the stage yep. through the Bellagio Fountain. We did it first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just from a from a childish, competitive, we want to do things first and say we were there. Hockey did it first. I'm terribly surprised that's your take. <laughs> uh, can you just introduce what happened with the Chicago Blackhawks and this town hall today, because you 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 watched it, you you brought it to my attention, yeah, uh, and just set it up, and right. then we'll listen to the sound, which is really cringeworthy, but I feel like we should so, play it for the people. So Mark Lazarus does a great job, beat writer for the Athletic, covering the Chicago Blackhawks. Asked Rocky Words at the town hall, what the organization is doing now and what they're going to continue to do in the future to make sure that players feel empowered to speak up if there is something going on or something wrong or something that is similar in circumstance to what happened in 2010 with Kyle Beach and everything that came out with that investigation. So the question was not about 2010, but what now and in the future are the Blackhawks doing to ensure that players or really anybody within the organization feels empowered to come forward if there is wrongdoing happening? And this happened today? This happened this today. Event. Yeah. All right, here's the sound. I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again. I'm going to answer the question at the end. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm we're, not talking about I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today, and I think No, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. How is it not my business? Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now, we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. The other person uh, in that uh, soundbite is Philip Thompson, uh, part of the uh, management ownership uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks. And the person that uh, that you heard front and center with, uh, with the, the passionate response to the question from Mark Lazarus was uh, Rocky Wirtz. And it was an interesting exchange because the question was not about 2010. No. It was an interesting response because this is an organization that's already 
been accused of not exactly being compassionate. And I, there's there's some parts of the organization that have, have they, they've done some, some good things. But when you're already fighting and swimming uh, uphill because of your perceived lack of uh, compassion, that was a response that is going to add significant uh, fuel to that to that fire. So this is part of the Chicago Blackhawks statement after the Kyle Beach incident. Mm. To our fans, employees, players, partners, sponsors, and the entire Blackhawks community, thank you for standing by us. As we move forward, we are committed to continuing to earn your trust and support both on and off the ice. This is not a response that earns anyone's trust back at all. It is the type of response that highlights that that if you're looking for accountability, if you're looking at at whether or not as a fan you can trust that things are moving in the right direction, this flies in the face of that. You, you know what it sounded like? That was an exchange between two people who have history and don't like each other. That's that's what that sounded like. And the the subject matter became sort of secondary mm-hmm. between their 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 beef. And and I don't think Mark the the reporter did anything wrong there. No, not at all. But it certainly sounded like there was uh some kind of hard feelings from from Rocky to to Mark, and that that's too bad, and it's really sad that it became what it did sure. from from the response side. But I, I think this was less about 2010, not anything to do with what's moving forward, and it was all about. Rocky probably having a serious issue with some of the reporting that 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 marked that. I, I, I'm reading that from thirty thousand feet. Sure, but that's what that sounds like for for Rocky to to be that like involved and just instinctively grabbing the microphone and and not letting anybody else have a say, even when they were trying to kind of okay deal with it and and make it a little more uh one on one one on one manageable. Yep. And nope, we're not gonna do this. Like that that it it sounded like a beef. It my my take on it is we've done enough. Get over it. That's well, that's what it that's that's the way it came across. And, and that's that's what I think yeah. it was. And and I I can see where you're going with it, but you don't get to do that. If you're the Chicago Blackhawks well, not a good, Rocky, it wasn't a good decision. If you're Rocky Wirtz in this situation whether or not you're angry with a reporter, whether or not you feel like it was it, th- there was something that happened in the in the course of the reporting that was wrong with with Kyle Beach, you don't get no. to in this moment say we've done the things. That's enough. Get over it. They, they knew the question was coming. They had to. Or you, you would you, 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 you would, would think that there'd be a better response than that. I've been around these things long enough that you you go through the process of okay, what questions are going to be asked and how are we going to answer these questions? It's, yeah. it's, it's not just the white house that does this uh, companies, sports organizations, everybody does it. How are we going to answer this question? If we guess they asked 
X and Y and, and B. And it was almost like they, Rocky knew this question might come and it was probably going to come from Mark and boom, it, it, it erupted. But not, not a good look. No, certainly not. And we'll see what the, uh, what the fallout is. Uh, from from that, we've uh, we've got some scores to pass your way. What did you guys watch any of the Washington Pittsburgh game last night? Wild game. Did not watch it. And and the principals, the the guys, the mm-hmm. Ovi, mm-hmm. Sid. Once again, we're like the bystanders of of a great hockey game, in in which um, the Washington Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins put on another great show last night and. Uh, the the Capitals managed to to win in overtime, and that's that's a even at their advanced ages wow. of their careers, we're seeing Washington and Pittsburgh still have a nice little little showdown. Uh, the Maple Leafs scored seven last Ugh. night, seven on the heels of scoring six the night before against the same team. Yeah, except it was six four I think the night before. Yeah, well they were they were trailing four two going into the third period, and they erupted for four goals in the third and. Seven last night. Still so the the second most impressive offensive team in the league. <laughs> yeah. so, so they scored four goals in the third period the yeah. night before, including a shorthander to to take the lead with like two minutes left. Then they added an empty netter and. Uh, so they scored eleven goals in, in four, four periods. periods. Yeah. Wow, did, I, didn't I, I didn't see it. Did I the didn't, Devils didn't put that together? I don't think the Devils played the same kid that they did the night before. No, they yeah they did. Akira Schmid. Yeah, they did. And all I can think of is Mister Schmee from, no, from he, Captain uh, Hook. He he played. They didn't want to play him, but they took uh, John poor, Gillies out. Poor kid. Well, he he was actually pretty good. Yeah, that, well, that kid was playing in the USHL last year. Yeah, but he, I mean, it's he's a kid. They're throwing him to the Wolves. You know, things might be done for the Winnipeg Jets. They, really? I'm not sure that they can get out of this hole that they're in. Just looking around like all-star, this barometer of if you're out, are you really out? I'm not sure the Winnipeg Jets are getting back into this thing. How many points out are they right now? Uh, I can check the standings on that, and I can tell you the, from a, from the wild card stand, like the division's tough. They're not getting into their yeah. their top three yeah. in in the uh, in the central division because of Colorado, Nashville, and Minnesota. Uh, but from a uh, from a wild card standpoint, like they're seventh in wild card stand in the wild card standings, and they're seven points out. Yeah. And Calgary has a game in hand. Mm. Yeah, it's not looking. They, good they got to go on a tear. I didn't expect that from the Jets. I thought the Jets would be uh, a little more into it. I think they'll make it interesting, but. I mean, like, you know, you're looking at the teams in there right now and, and the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings, like that doesn't do much for them outside of if they fall back to to earth and, and are occupying those wild card spots. But as it looks right now, Calgary Flames are going to be quite all right. They'll be fine. Um, they're going to have to go on, on, on a bit of a run here. If the Winnipeg Jets have any chance, they, they've got to rifle off six or seven wins in a row and start moving up the standings that way i kind of feel like they have way too much talent to not be but when i think of all their talent I know. It, it's it's in two places it's at goalie and it's at the forward position i don't mind I, their defense I, I think their defense is okay i just don't think anybody's playing really good uh should mention the arizona coyotes beat the colorado avalanche last night in a shootout 
which is significant in and of itself because Arizona won a game, but it's significant for other reasons. Because it, it stopped the home winning streak. Yep. Now, Colorado still has like this crazy record going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it uh, it was the fifth longest home winning streak in NHL history at 18 games. 18 games. Yep. And it ends ends with the Arizona Coyotes scoring. Uh, Colorado's 15-0-2 in their past 17, though. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and Edmonton is leading the Washington Capitals tonight. The goal scorers for Edmonton in a 3-2 lead. Dreisaitl, Kane, and McDavid. Edmonton may have turned it around. Mm-hmm. As bad as it was two weeks ago, don't get pissy. <laughs> Things are calm, and we're going to have to get the T-shirts made. Our good friend Jim Matheson yep. should get a piece of the royalties from those T-shirts if the Edmonton Oilers make it to the playoffs, and their playoff slogan is, get pissy. Yeah, I, I think that he gets a he gets a ring if they win the Stanley Cup. I agree with that. Yeah. That's kind of like their Gloria moment. Why are you so pissy? Yeah, they should, like, make a song out of why are you so pissy <laughs> and go from there. Uh, we've got a giveaway for you. Fox Sports Las Vegas has your ticket giveaways for NHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, your opportunity to be part of the action. You can meet and greet with NHL legends. Oh, there's going to be some great Paul Coffey's going to stop by and uh, chat with me on the weekend. Uh, mascots will be present. The Stanley Cup will be there to take pictures with, not to mention the skills challenge that will be t- taking place in and around the fan fair. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash fanfare, but we have your tickets to the event. Just keep on listening. And, well, why don't we give them away right now? Two tickets to fanfare. If you are caller number three, Caller number three, because we got the three-man wolf pack back in the studio today. 702-876-1340. Be caller number three, and we'll give you two tickets. You have to come into uh, the radio station. Come over to the radio station and physically pick them up, and you can go to Fanfare. Come by and uh, listen to the chirp and uh, hang out with us uh, over the course of the weekend. We'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. A report out there from The Athletic that Pat Verbeek will be the next general manager of the Anaheim Ducks as we send it over to Christopher. Yeah, just want to uh, say happy National Women in Sports Day and a big shout out to all the ladies who are... Uh, are working in this field, Ashley, uh, our friend Stormy Bonatoni as well, and Kira, Kira, all the other ladies who who have uh, you know made an impact in this industry over the last couple of years. And uh, big shout out to Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces who re-upped today. She signed; she's going to be here for the next four seasons with a player option for the fifth season. Uh, she gets a uh, max contract from the Aces, so. Uh, Good National Women in Sports Day for uh, the Las Vegas Aces and for Asia Wilson, who is a star, and she's a dynamite, dynamite personality. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to speak with her, but she is super, super cool. Love my Aces. Yeah, they're good. Good stuff. Love and going to games. I'm stoked that Becky Hammond is is now mm-hmm. uh, coaching the team. I'm not that Bill, Bill Lambeer did a bad job, but I think it's, uh, it's going to be fun because I think the team's going to play a lot different than Becky Hammond, a rising star in the coaching ranks. All right, so you guys uh, will connect tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll be on the phone with you for yeah. the first little bit, yeah. and then we'll uh, work our way through 
the first really first day of the All Star break. You're gonna be busy tomorrow. Yeah, be, but I I think the people who've won tickets from this show should find you tomorrow and, and yeah. they should they should chirp you, call you a bag of milk. Milky. Yeah. Okay. Milky. Did you tweet that out yet? The the picture, <laughs> the no, picture no, I didn't. is so good. <laughs> no. I like I I knew you didn't. I've been checking Twitter. I I know no. you didn't. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't you multitask just, very you well. Just just send it to me. I'll tweet it out. Here. <laughs> Do you want to do that? Do you want me to take care of that for you? No, no, I'll do it. Oh, here's, this is so good. No, no, here's the challenge. Somebody out there, Darren's going to tweet this picture, turn it into a t-shirt, find me, let me have it so that I can wear Darren as a bag of milk t-shirts all <laughs> over town. It'll be great. It'll be part of my my uh, my shtick. And uh, if you do that, I'll be eternally grateful. Does Pete get royalties for that one? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the, uh, the Golden Knights playoff shirt that'll be their gloria moment yeah bag of milk there it is from the e-bug it's good stuff <laughs> i'm busy tweeting you guys handle this oh, fun, show, fun show today buddy no it was good uh honestly quite frankly it was it was good to be back it, it felt good to just get in here and yeah, I deal with darren which is fine but uh thank you guys for holding down the <laughs> fort and we'll chat with you tomorrow as we kick off the all-star game festivities